So being able to have that as the center purpose of our company made my job in order to deliver something so incredibly true easier. I think that you struggle with that and you see it from brands that maybe haven't figured that out and they haven't gotten the basics right. And basically then all they're doing is actually putting ad campaigns out. They aren't truly creating an established, authentic, kick-ass A brand. That is Susie Deering. She's the Chief Marketing Officer of eBay, and she's my guest today on Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor, and there is no way you have not used eBay for something, whether it's a collectible, whether it's a piece of vintage clothing, or whether it's something brand new. eBay, of course, known as the seller first marketplace. And we dive into the conversation with Susie to get into her head about how she stays seller-centric as a brand and what that means for a few things. What it means for obviously building community of those sellers on the eBay platform, what it means in terms of balance between the interests of brands and those individuals, and some of the ways in which eBay is reaching out into the community through programs like Retail Revival to help to mesh the offline and online relationship that eBay has with its customers. We also talk a little bit about reviews, which I'll sprinkle in there towards the end of the conversation, so stay tuned for that. But I'll let you get to it right now, and I'll step out of the way. So without further ado, from eBay, this is Susie Deering. All right, everybody, I'm here with Susie Deering from eBay. Susie, thanks so much for taking the time to talk Thank to me. Thank you for having me. So it's a pleasure to to be connected during Advertising Week here. And um, coming to the end of the first day, you have uh, already been uh, on one panel about authentic storytelling. You got a bunch more stuff coming up. And I want to get into all of that very quickly here uh, after this first question, which is uh, just talk a little bit real quick. Let me do that again. Just to set a foundation. Can you tell me about your journey to this point at eBay? Oh, it's been an exciting journey. Um, I've been now at eBay for about four years. And one of the things that I was so excited about coming into the brand was, one, it is such a beloved brand, but it was so misunderstood in many ways. We have continued to innovate our product and our experience. And actually, that story was not necessarily being told as effectively as we needed it to be. And so we spent the last four years really building out our foundation grounded 100% in our purpose as a company, which is all about economic empowerment, and making sure that we can bring that to life in a meaningful way to connect with consumers. So it's been a super fun journey. We're still on it and still pushing forward, but I think that we'll continue to be on that because I think that's also the demand of the consumer now. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. And um, speaking to some of the things that you just said, having a purpose, what the demands of the consumer are these days, things like that. I, I do want to jump into what you know we're all about here at Advertising Week, because as we were just saying before the recording formally started here, uh, we're seeing a lot of uh, trends, but, but more so just facets of how marketing works today start to solidify. Um, you're talking, uh, of course, this week about things like uh, being an authentic storyteller, about the power of purpose, um, about female empowerment, about first party data, uh, which is something that has just, I think, in the last year or two really started to be talked about strongly. And I suppose that's a rather grandiose intro to the question, which is, what have you seen even in this first day so far this week at Ad Week in terms of trends? And what are you looking forward to hearing more about? Yeah, so it's interesting because I would say even in the first day, it started by looking at it across the board coming into Ad Week, which was 
the trend is all the things you just said. We're still actually staying pretty close to the, hey, purpose does matter for a brand, but how do you do that authentically? Making sure that value of data, so there's gonna be a lot of discussion around the value of data, and how do you make sure that the customer understands that value in a unique way, which does come to, again, storytelling and brand's authentic nature to make sure that that value is driven through the connection. And I think what's important about that is, you look across most every conversation that's taking place has something to do with either purpose, authenticity, storytelling, data. So in some cases, I'd go, it's a little refreshing because I actually feel like we're really listening to each other now and trying to get better understanding of what's working, what's not working, because there's going to be a lot of stuff out there. And I hope we hear more of this, of what hasn't worked, because I think actually we'll learn more from what hasn't worked than even sitting and trying to figure out what we think will work. On that note, and obviously with your direct knowledge and experience of what's been going on on eBay, do you have a maybe an example or two of over the years things that you have discovered as a business, hey, something's just not working out, we need to transition uh, into perhaps something along the more lines of authentic storytelling, but I'm curious to hear it from you because that must be seeded from somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I think we all, I mean, we're, we would love to think that we have every single program works flawlessly and it delivers exactly what we expect. That's obviously what we strive for. But even at eBay, let's take a step back and remember, we have an immense amount of data and we can absolutely put all of the right technology in place to make sure that we're powering that data to make your experience on the site more effective and personalized. What we've also learned is is that sometimes going to just the true personalization of one-to-one isn't always the best answer. One little nugget that we uncovered was communities and something that really is truly authentic to eBay is our community power. So either those communities of sellers who help each other or also communities of interest. So where you find people that have similar or like interest and understanding you know, what you have in common, that actually feels more personalized and that it's not necessarily just about the one-to-one. There's a time and place for that. But being able to truly understand the data and look at it through a different lens, I think that's been a really big learning for us. And and we're still making sure, because for us, technology is all about the human side of the technology, not technology pushing what we think you want, but technology that's powered by the human component. And that, too, over the last two years has been a real focus for us and really a key learning. Talking about the data and making sure that you're technologically... um, I guess everything is speaks to the data and everything speaks to the technology behind what you're doing. Would you say that the CMO role has become a lot more analytical in the last few years, given that new influx of data related to the human element? Absolutely. In fact, I was on a panel a couple of weeks ago and this question exactly came up. And I, I said, if you had told me 20 years ago when I started in my career in advertising or 25 years ago that... I would be sitting having a conversation about data and technology. I would have said, you're crazy. That's not me. That's like for the computer science uh, science majors or for the mathematicians. And the reality is, as a marketer, it's one of the reasons why I love what I do is because I'm constantly learning. And I have to be the intersection of so many different teams within the business because I need to understand from a product standpoint. I need to understand from a data side, but not just the outputs. I need to be able to sit down with our data scientists and say, here's what I really want and what I want to create. Here's kind of the experience that we need to have. Here's where the brand needs to be feel more tangible or how we need to light up and 
all of those conversations are happening with majority of the time, not another marketer. And so it is, the role is definitely evolving. The role is getting way more vibrant in the sense that you have so much more information to help guide you, but it also puts you in a very vulnerable position because you are in so many of those conversations, just being able to truly prioritize and make sure that you're not losing focus. Right. And that vulnerability, I'm sure, is uh, also part of what makes CMOs great to be able to thrive in, in those sorts of moments and also to be able to capture those sorts of moments and to use vulnerability in a slightly different color. Uh, to talk briefly about uh, your positioning and the way to authentically message to a community. And I use that word, a lot of people call it the A word. In fact, the person who recommended you come on the show, Linda Baugh from GE, calls yes. it the A word. Yes. And I want to know, how do you define the A word? For yeah. EBay? And I'm glad Linda does refer to it as the A word because um, I think the A word can also make you feel like the other A word if you don't do it right. <laughs> yep, right. Um, and the importance of that is I am as, I always go back to the basics and how I think about the A of authentic and being real is not faking it. And I think that that is actually a big watch out for a lot of new companies that are coming and, and you know onto the scene that have like right out of the gate, they're pop and they're hot. But if you don't take the time to really step back and understand what your purpose is, understand what promise are you making inside your company that you're going to get up every day and go in service of and service of to your customer and then build everything out from there. I have incredible fortune. I walked into a company that from day one was about building economic opportunity and economic opportunity in the sense of what they were providing for both our sellers who start amazing, vibrant businesses on our platform. And also because we provide that back to our buyers, we give them choice. They have opportunity as far as how and what meets their needs. So being able to have that as the center purpose of our company made my job in order to deliver something so incredibly true easier. I think that you struggle with that and you see it from brands that maybe haven't figured that out and they haven't gotten the basics right. And basically then all they're doing is actually putting ad campaigns out. They aren't truly creating an established, authentic, kick-ass A brand. Yep. I heard a comment, it was either today or in a recent article I'd read that said, you know, some of these brands will live by the campaign for now and thus die by the campaign later. Yep. Um, it's got to be a much more holistic than that. You've mentioned a couple times now unleashing economic opportunity. And so I want to talk a little bit about purpose because for most of the brands that, you know, I know and love and your average Joe knows and loves, it's from one side, that being the consumer. I go onto eBay and I purchase something that I've been looking at for years or a collectible that I've never been able to get my hands on. But of course, there is that other side, uh, the producer side. And of course, having mm -hmm. a seller first mentality is something I know eBay is all about. Can you talk a little bit more about how in the last couple of years you have allowed that purpose to flourish as central to the branding and messaging of eBay? Absolutely. So, you know, first off, our sellers, the vibrant nature of our sellers are uh, they first help each other, which is amazing because there's not very many businesses that you would see that you potentially would have these communities of sellers that, you know, really help guide each other in their business. Right. And we we do everything possible to make sure that those communities get their opportunity to share with each other. The second place is one, there are sellers that are changing lives on our platform. They are people who are giving back. They're, they're, 
utilizing the eBay platform to sell their goods and then they're taking those profits and then they're creating incredible opportunity within their own communities. One great example of where a seller who is doing incredible good is Reflections of Trinity. It's our seller who was a Shine Award winner, Laurie, um, out of Atlanta. And she's been selling on our platform for years. And what she does is she takes those profits and she also feeds, sets up a huge food bank and provides for all of those in her community. So again, it's good in the sense of what we're being able to give to her so that she can go provide good. In addition to that, we started a program called Retail Revival. We kicked that off just um, almost two years ago. And we the first city was Akron, Ohio. And the whole goal was we have, again, this global network that gives businesses. And where do you find some of those best boutiques that have the greatest, you know, most unique items or something that's going to express your individuality best? In Main Street. You find them in Main Street. On challenges, I can't always get to Akron, Ohio to go to the bee store to get my get my that special honey, or I can't get these spices that I may be able to get in Akron, Ohio, or the guy that's making incredible super duper vintage teas. But now he's selling on our platform and he has access to 190 countries. That is the power of good in the sense of being able to take something that we know is still vibrant, which is small businesses, and putting small businesses to work on our platform when we're not competing with them. We are not like other marketplaces. We do not own goods. We are only there to provide the platform for them to do good. Now, this is something which I had not considered seriously prior to our conversation, eBay being, you know, uh, in again, I'm going to take the, the the heart and mind of the average Joe. Something you just go on a website and find a thing. Now you're talking about community outreach. You're talking about retail revival. A lot of this happening offline. A lot of this happening, uh, you know, on Main Street to find the Main Street. Was that an was that a transition fraught with friction, or was that something which was relatively easy and logical to do for eBay? It wasn't fraught with friction because again, it's it's hard to find the friction there when you know that it's already at the core of what our brand stands for. What I would say that we still are finding our way, which is amplifying those stories. And so we use a lot of our you know, social channels and we use a lot of um, very targeted places where we tell those seller stories. But that's one area that we feel we still have a great opportunity. And so I don't, I don't look at it and say that there was friction in the system as far as like how to do it, it or should we do it. It just inherently felt right because, again, we have a we have a guiding direction, which was this really centralized purpose of the business that helped make that decision for us. Now it's making the decision of where and when is the right time to tell that story. You mentioned uh, through these uh, sort of events and through these uh, efforts that you've had all of these wonderful stories, including the one you've just shared, of sellers who have been able to do good and to, I imagine, make a living for themselves doing these sorts of things. How is eBay broadly taking these messages that it's able to harness and funnel them back into the community of, of sellers or buyers to, as we were on the show, would say, uh, enhance the authentic influence that eBay wields? Yeah, and that's where I would say that we still have we have opportunity because we're doing it. We're doing it primarily through social channels, and we um, do a lot from a PR and a comm standpoint. But we still have an opportunity to tell that story at a higher level. 
I would say that there's a balance there and, you know, bringing that to life in the sense that the other side of it is my job is to also bring buyers to our platform and buyers to our platform is they're looking for diversity of goods. They're looking for selection because we're un unsurpassed selection available on our site. And that is then when it opens up the opportunity to tell more of that seller story. If I always start with a seller story, it's not necessarily going to resonate for the, every customer. And so getting smarter about where that balance comes in is the work we still have to do. Um, the way that I, that someone put it to me once was, you know, yes, of course you asked me, do I want to buy organic? I go, yeah, I want to buy organic. And then you say, okay, well, if it costs more, okay, I'll still buy organic, but if it doesn't taste good, doesn't matter. You're not going to buy organic, right? So there's other basics that we've got to make sure that we nail in order to make those seller stories really relevant and put it in, into the right new context of who eBay is. Now, when we talk about uh, you know using the sell, I was using is a tough word, leveraging you know sellers and being sellers first. I also notice you know when I go to eBay, it is very much find your favorite brands here as well. I want to know the extent to which like brands have a voice or how actively they position their desires for being on eBay's platform and also staying true to being truly seller first. Yeah, you know it's interesting because we do we have some very successful brands on our platform. And again, if I go back to the balance of our marketplace, because it truly is a balance, it's a balance of small businesses, it's a balance of, you know, large brands who are selling directly, it's large, it, we've got large retailers that sell on our platform. And I think that at the end of the day, it really is about answering again, the needs of our customer, and the customer still has those needs. The difference is, you may buy an Adidas from Adidas on our platform, but you also may find a really, really awesome pair of vintage Adidas that you can't get at Adidas anymore. And so I think that to me is where I see that beautiful, again, kind of harmony of what is direct from a brand and having a brand be able to come on our on our platform, still tell their story, be able to leverage it for the good, you know, for their, um, you know, overall uh, goals and objectives from a sales perspective. But now they have a whole other side of it that they can go kind of leverage, which is we have customers who are interested in the Adidas that you can't get anymore. And so there's a really nice harmony there. Um, not every brand would I say is exactly that same way, but I think at the end of the day, it really is still making and meeting the customer's needs and the customer's need is, is that they want that selection. Yeah. I would, you know, cause that's the first thing that comes to my mind is that I'd love to, if I want to get the newest offering, but I also want to find a vintage or a collectible or things like that. And I guess I'm just not as exposed to how like a brand might see it. So it's, it's refreshing to know that some are, uh, totally on board with like that harmony and that, you know, I'm sure others are in varying degrees of, right. of, you know, progression there when it comes to it. And I think you'll just on that note too, as far as not seeing it, but like we've launched this year, in fact, two months ago, we launched what we call a brand outlet. Um, and that, that is giving brands direct access. And so they can even go in there. You'll find that like a lot of them, especially if they have closeouts or things that they're trying to move from an inventory standpoint. Remember, it's the other beauty of our platform. I don't have a truck that's showing up to the back of a warehouse. I don't have to move warehouses out. I just We just need to be able to have the product, put it on a site, make sure we can point people there and the rest is good. Right, so brands are finding a, you know whole new ways to interact and in, in, in that balance um, instead of react around it, I suppose. Um, I want to let me talk about the A word slightly different way. Okay. Um, because uh, the other, 
I guess, definition that some might use for authentic is uh, real or genuine. And I mean that in the, in the true definition of the word. So to talk very, very briefly about uh, the review ecosystem. Last couple of years come under fire broadly, not just on, on eBay or Amazon or anywhere else, but you know the idea that folks can simply get fake reviews and boost their product offerings um, to artificially enhance like the perceived quality of their right. selling or the things that they are selling. What does eBay do to combat that and to promote you know, only the most genuine experiences there from a review perspective, as well as from a product perspective. So we take reviews very seriously because at the same time I'd go, we're almost like the the original review, yeah, authentic review. And it's the review of our sellers and our buyers. Right. So we have a, obviously a massive uh, system that does that better than anything, anybody else, because it's constantly making sure that it has the right checks and balances in place. It's monitored, uh, monitored aggressively. And because, you know, in, if there is something that doesn't seem right, eBay will step in and we'll make it right. We'll make sure that we back up both our buyers and our sellers. And so I think that, you know, from that angle, we're very cautious. We're very cautious. We have not, you know, we've stayed out of playing in a lot of, the bigger companies that have given us the opportunity to purchase reviews for the same exact reason because for us we just go back to we want to make sure that it's authentic and we don't we do have reviews on the site as it relates to products but they're coming through our brands and they're coming through um, the sellers that are actually getting those those product updates and reviews from their side so it's a little bit of a difference in the sense of what you would see from some of the other platforms and I think that just goes back to what I started with which is because we were the, one of the original reviews and there is absolute authenticity in what somebody may call me an A-plus buyer or if somebody tells me as a seller, I didn't provide, I didn't, the item was not as described. So I think that's where we kind of stand and stand pretty firmly. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Um, let me, let me approach the A-word in a different way because uh, we're always looking for, uh, for, advice on how to be more authentic. And I want to get to that. I want to prime that question with this. You have uh, led the brand in this way for the past four years. Correct. Where do you see eBay as a brand in the next four years? You know, I think that one, we're an innovative brand. I don't see us falling short on our brand promise and our customer purpose. I think that what we'll continue to lean in on, which is really making sure that we double down on that that purpose of economic opportunity. And if you, part of that's because a customer is going to take us there. If you look at right now, the reason why I believe that we're all having so much conversation around authenticity and real is because people are lacking it in their day-to-day life. Everything else feels like that they're getting... There's so much other kind of bad or it feels um, it feels too artificial. It doesn't feel, you know, that they can truly trust. And so there's this craving for trusting. There's craving for the fact that they want to believe that there's a place that they can go to, that they can actually get the selection, that they can actually trust or that they can still do good by what they're purchasing from the other side, whether it's selling our case from another small seller that's maybe helping put her child through college Um, So I think you'll see us start to try and tell those stories a little bit more broadly and at scale in the right moments, because I think that that's the really important part of it. Um, And then the last piece, which is we're going to continue to innovate. I mean, you don't start off as being the first marketplace with domination, you know, like we do without wanting to continue to innovate. But we're going to innovate from where it makes sense for us. We're not going to innovate to try to be something else. Yep. That makes sense. 
A lot of sense. And of course, innovation has always got to be uh, at the forefront. So then let me ask you this, because plenty of our listeners are, in fact, probably almost all of them, are, are marketers or students of the craft, people who want to learn about how folks who sit at the helm of these big brands are doing it. And perhaps those who are interested in making their own brands better, whether they're sole proprietors or Fortune 500. And I want to know then from you, based on the experiences you've had in the last four years, what you've seen, perhaps with regard to these trends that you're seeing at Adweek and things that you're talking about, what would be some advice that you might give to the budding brand uh, or the budding brand? Uh, I don't even know the third B word, <laughs> but to become more authentic as, as a marketer, to, to strive for something that, that you and eBay have achieved. Yeah, I think it goes back to where we started the conversation, which is ask the question, why? Why is it that we exist? What is it that we're going, we want to accomplish? And then push yourself to make that your filter for how you think through whether it's your marketing strategy, what your business, where you're going to place your bets as far as a business is concerned, um, how that spirit lives in your values. If you're somebody that's starting a new business, it's never too too late or too early to start thinking about what values do we really want to have and live by. Because again, if you can't truly, it's kind of an old-fashioned saying, but if you can't walk the talk, then I don't know how in the world you could ever expect that your marketing is going to show up any differently. So I think that's the, those would be kind of the starting blocks that I would say are so important. And if you don't have that, go make sure that you take the time and enforce and educate within the organization why it's important to have it. And I believe as marketers, for everyone that's out there, we're are, we're going to be in a constant learning mode as marketers, and we're going to be in a constant teaching mode. And so a lot of what our, our, our what we are responsible for is also teaching our companies and teaching our partners what it means and how we need to make sure that we're still, what really feels authentic and what isn't. And being brave when also, maybe something isn't exactly as authentic or as, as purposeful as you want it to be, that you also are willing to have that vulnerability because if you don't, the customer will. Yep. And they'll call you out. Yep. Um, so what are you looking forward most to, let's say, in the next three to six months with eBay? What's what's new? What, what, what do we have to look forward to as the consumer or the seller? Yeah. So one, obviously, we have fourth quarter, which is super exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, And then as we start to roll into 2020, I think you're going to continue to see us really define what differentiates us, which it's very clear uh, that we have this brand purpose. We don't compete with our sellers. We're here to make sure that we can be the dynamic and diverse marketplace. And so you'll see us to continue to really sharpen that around our value message and the value message, which is delivering straight from what our customers, both sellers and buyers are telling us, which is, look, I want, I love and want the selection you have because it powers my individuality. I want and love to know I have a place that I can pick and choose how I want to actually buy in the buying format. And I also want to make sure that I can do the price comparison and make sure that I'm getting the right, the best value from a price perspective. So you'll see us to continue to push on in that um, and those kind of spirits and lanes. That sounds good. And then last question, because I'm purely curious, what is the most, uh, let's say, unexpected uh, or unconventional niche that gets sold on eBay? Like what, what's one of those things that, oh, people like apparel, collectibles, things like that, people jump to that. What's something that you like wouldn't expect that people sell on eBay? Gosh, there's, I mean, it, you know, because our categories are so endless. One that shocked me the other day that our new head of Americas uh, mentioned that he buys, he buys live insects for his garden. Ladybugs, crickets, and I had no idea that 
I, I, I just hadn't thought about that. Of course we have them. I mean, we have, I buy succulents on our, on our site, but I thought it was so interesting. And by the way, there's a really good business being made by buying or selling ladybugs and crickets from a lot of these little independent farmers. Really? Yeah. Well, I would guess so. That's something that I would not have considered no. to be sold beyond maybe like a prank but like yeah. that's a genuinely yeah. surprising but maybe niche. that's because you and I both probably share in common that we maybe aren't growing f- vegetables or other things in our garden no no outside of the green pepper plant <laughs> on my porch that's about it uh no no big that's operations right. going on that's right um well, I really appreciate sitting down with you and learning a lot more about what you're doing at eBay. Excited to see what's to come and uh, to find a few more surprising niches for myself uh, or get back to the collecting. For me, it's uh, I'm a race fan, so it's all about oh, the co- collectible die casts and all that. So. Here, let me tell you one other really fun oh, okay, one. Yep, yep. I got to tell you this one. One fun one right now is we're seeing that um, collectible cards are obviously, they're always oh been God. very popular on our yeah. site. But it's also been amazing because we're watching that super packs of cards, collector cards, are being broken open and sold. And that, to me, has just been fascinating to watch. And a lot of them, those are kids. Yeah. They're kids who are starting, they're starting a job by selling on eBay. It's pretty well. Through a passion. And I've seen it and because like I've seen things like, you know, unboxing on YouTube was used to be tech and still is. But then it became cards. Um, I'm sure you haven't gone without noticing Gary Vee being very into that sort of collectibles and that sort of stuff these days. But yeah, you're right that the seller first mentality can begin when you're very young and be your your first upstart as a budding entrepreneur. Um, That's that's very interesting, too. Yeah. Well, thank you again for all of this insight. It was wonderful to talk to you. And um, yeah, thanks so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Thank you so much to Susie Deering from eBay for joining the show today. I can't wait to go on the platform the next time to search for one thing and then inevitably get addicted, search for five other things, and ultimately buy 10. Maybe not any insects, though. That was unexpected. All right, if you like this show, you want to hear more, a few ways you can do it. First, subscribe anywhere you listen. We're available pretty much everywhere. You can also look at us on LinkedIn. We're at Authentic Influence Podcast. I'd appreciate it if you leave us a rating or a review or a comment on any of those spaces. And if you want to hit me up directly, you can do that too. Podcast at govavoom.com. I also have my personal email in the show notes, so check those out in case you wanted to write me one-on-one. But if you have any suggestions for a future guest, future type of industry or company that I maybe haven't covered here, a type of question that you would like asked of these folks, please, please let me know. It always makes the show better. All right, I'll be back in a week, or maybe I'll surprise you and be back in a couple of days with another fantastic interview about how a top marketing mind is out there mobilizing their masses for their brand to become more authentic every day. And until then, and for Authentic Influence, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time.